Let's pray together. God, many of us have been listening for years to you, your word, to one another, telling us to prepare, to get ready, to prepare the way of the Lord. And we have taken this seriously, sometimes more than others, but we have taken it seriously and we have really tried. Sometimes we're not sure exactly what we are supposed to be doing in preparing. And so if we have blind spots, we ask this morning as humbly and as confidently as we possibly can to help us see our blind spots. And we are listening. We are watching. We do trust you. And we put our lives in your hands once again today together as the body of Christ in this place. We come before you this morning in the name of Jesus. The passages of Scripture that we just heard, especially the one that we just heard from Matthew 11, like many of the other passages of this season, teaches us lessons from the past while asking what those lessons from the past mean for our future. And like last week, when John the Baptizer invited us to prepare our hearts, this week we take another look at his preparing. And I could not have written a better introduction than the one I found while preparing for this morning. John the Baptist deserves a second look. Not because he was a fascinating figure, but because he prepared minds and hearts for the one whose coming meant the end of John's era, standing as he did at the doorway of the new. Standing as he did at the doorway of the new. We together in Christ are always standing at the doorway of the new because that's what Jesus does. That's what Jesus' followers are called to do together. We make all things new. Old lives, old habits, old beliefs that as we look back on them just don't make sense anymore, not that they ever did. Old ways that keep us blind to being made new. When I came to Jesus, I was made new. And I continue to be made new. When you came to Jesus, you were not only made brand new, but you continue to be made new, even on this day. I think that's why I still cry during underdog movies where an unlikely hero saves the day. Rocky, the karate kid, and at least the first half of Million Dollar Baby all have the same exact plot. Poor kid, grows up dirt poor, broken home, fights his way, fights her way against all odds to make something of themselves. John the baptizer may eat grasshoppers down by a river, but boy does he have an important role to play in the grand scope of history. And you know what his role was? It's really quite simple. Get the path ready so that when people meet Jesus, they can get their own paths ready to start walking a path that has already been set 
before us. How do we start this path? That, in many ways, is the big question of this season. How do we start the path? I read a long interview this week with, of all people, it was an interview where Jamie Lee Curtis interviewed Colin Farrell. It was like how they ever got that pair anyway. They're interviewing each other. And something that she said in the midst of that interview that really became more of a conversation just hit me like a ton of bricks in thinking about today, how we prepare, how we get ready. She said, kind of offhandedly, you know, like it was just a given, you know, life is, life is full of regrets. You know, and then she just kept going. She said, you live long enough, you're going to have regrets. Is that true? If you live long enough, you're going to have some regrets. That's just kind of the nature of life. We look back and, think, man, I wish I would have done that differently. Maybe it's little. Maybe they're big. Maybe it's a collection of a lot of little and big things. What John the baptizer got ready what the message of Jesus does, and what the message of the church today continues to say is that in Jesus you are not defined by your regrets. No matter what they are. That's not not what defines you. What John the Baptist modeled for us is that we are not people of regret, we are people of renewal. What do you think Jesus meant when He said that you are born again? That's what this whole season is about. You are born again. So why do you keep acting like your old self? Why do you keep setting your mind in your old self? Why do you keep living by your old self? You don't have to. That's what this season is about. And so we pick up, literally, where we left off last week, when the story of John the baptizer continues, even to today. And if we asked last week, you know, what are you doing to prepare your heart? That was the big question of last week. What are you doing to prepare your heart? And I hope that you thought about that last Sunday afternoon, maybe still on Monday, you know, maybe it continued throughout the whole week. Today, as we fold ourselves into this Matthew 11 story, maybe today is a good day to say what it is specifically that we are preparing ourselves for. Jesus told John's disciples to report things back to him. Maybe John didn't even know what he was preparing. You know, John the baptizer's saying, prepare you know, the way, prepare your hearts, and people may have asked him, what are you preparing for? I don't know. I just know we're preparing. You ever feel that way? We're getting ready for what? I don't know. Isn't that kind of the way sometimes? But we do so in trust. I love being a part of a tradition where it is okay for us to say, I don't know in the name of Jesus. I think it's great that we can say, I don't know, and that can be an act of faith. I don't know, but 
we trust God, and we trust God together. Kind of like a Mission Impossible story, right? Here are your instructions, do these things, await further instructions. Isn't that what the Christian life is in many ways? And so Jesus keeps the story going, prepare, prepare for what? Well, today we do see and hear in Matthew 11 at least one of the things that we are preparing for. We may not know the whole thing, but here we do know what we are preparing for. You ready for it? It's right there in the text. The blind receive their sight. Our post-enlightenment, fact-based, empirical, proof, everything, literal objections to this promise have been echoing in our ears for decades, and I'm just tired of it. It doesn't work anymore. Maybe Jesus has grown tired of us responding, yeah, right, every time Jesus makes a promise. The blind receive their sight. Well, I've never seen that. Oh, the irony. (laughs) The blind receive sight. Well, I've never seen that. Mm -mm -mm. And there, my fellow Jesus followers, is probably where we need to begin preparing. Because maybe we still walk around in some darkness. Maybe we do. Maybe we still walk around in darkness. You know what Jesus brings? Light. Maybe we're still blind. But the good news of this season of preparing is that, if that is the case, Jesus says that the blind receive our sight. Well, I've never seen that. And that's a good place to start. Somewhere between John the baptizer and Jesus is the doorway to something new, standing as we do at the doorway of the new. The way has been prepared, and it's been prepared for us to go prepare for others. Every generation passes on to the next generation the good news that we've learned how to say together with one voice. The good news is that if we just have eyes to see, we can sing with grace and mercy and forgiveness in our hearts when we together sing lines like, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Amen.